Yes, lads, what's going on? And welcome to Season 3, Episode 24 of The Running Irish. And in this episode, we have a really, really exciting one lined up for you all. We have Chris and Adam from Beer Mile Media. Um, Chris and Adam have their own podcast called The Beer Mile Podcast. They also have their own uh, Instagram and their own clothing brand, The Beer Mile, uh, the Beer Mile um, which they actually bought into a couple of years ago. We find out how, you know, how they started up in the origins of The Beer Mile. Um, the Beer Mind Media Group and, and what they do and how they want to turn it into a full-time occupation, you could say. Um, we also talk about, you know, the Beer Mind itself, as uh, Chris just recently ran a 459, I'm pretty sure, in the, the Chunder Beer Mind. We talk about the rules. And we get both of the guys' perspective on um on the beer mile itself, the race, how they feel and how, you know, they're experiencing it because uh, Chris has actually ran on a international and uh, world class a uh, world class level in the beer mile and um yeah adam give us gives us his thoughts on the beer mile as well the lads are really really sound we have a really good chat and uh, a good laugh you know um we we throw in a few spicy questions there so you want to make sure you're listening out for those also i did live stream this episode of the podcast over on the run Irishman uh twitch.tv forward slash run Irish from one and um, where you can come along watch the episode live watch it before it goes out interact with me and the guests and um, so make sure to tune in over there um i do put out the notification on the run Irish from that official instagram before i go live over there so make sure to give me a follow over there and all the lad socials for the beer mile um media you know podcast uh instagram and also for their swag, as they like to call it, are all down in the description below, so make sure to check that out. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of the podcast with Chris and Adam from the Beer Mile podcast, so roll the intro. Yes, lad, what is going on? My name is Amy O'Donoghue. People call me Dr. Josh. <laughs> My name is Lewis O'Loughlin. My name is Isolde O'Donnell. I'm Charlie O'Donovan. I'm Abdul Jill. I'm Scott Fagan. I'm Mark Henry. My name is Cormac Dalton. I'm Paul Byrne. I'm Mike Morgan. I'm Fourth and Runner. The Irish Hammer. My name's Brennan. I'm Brian Bay. It's Dash Bot. I am a triathlete. Craig Engels, Cheryl Nolan, Sean Dunham, John Rankin. We got 10th at the World Championships in 2019 in Doha. I'm doing great, just happy to be on the podcast. I'm a Man, I'm a man United fan. Let's get into this episode of the podcast. Yes, lads, so we are here with Chris and Adam from the Beer Mile podcast. Lads, I really appreciate you taking the time to come onto the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to having a chat with you. Likewise, we yeah. really appreciate being on and uh, yeah, excited to chat with you and get to know you as well. Perfect. Um, just for maybe people listening at home, would we be able to, um, before we jump in, get a kind of name to each of your voices and also just a little bit about yourselves for, for a little bit of an introduction. So um, whoever wants, you can take it away. Uh, you get to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is Chris. Uh, I guess Robertson's my last name. If you're curious, uh, I'm the. A lot of people say the you know the cooler host of the Beer Mile oh, podcast. Easy, you know? easy. <laughs> um, so I am. Uh, I guess my distinction from Adam, or uh, my my claim to fame, I guess you could say, my gimmick is uh, that I run the Beer Mile and. Well, uh, you run it fast. Yeah, I guess we both run the Beer Mile. Uh, I run it a little bit faster than Adam. Uh, that's that's the main difference between us, I'd say. Yeah. And, and for, yeah, the audio only, I guess, listeners, I'm Adam. I also, I, my claim to fame is more like on the, the creative technical side of the Beer Mile podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chris and I have been working together at like random jobs since uh, I graduated a while ago. And yeah, now just doing Beer Mile podcasts and yeah, doing whatever that is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. You you do definitely bring some good, some good meme content, some good creative ideas to the to the podcast, and 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 uh, Adam's also the developer for us uh, for the beermile.com website, which we're going to be releasing a new version of that uh, in the next week or two, depending yeah. on when this podcast drops. So, uh, so Adam's also the the engineer developer guy that's been doing all that work too. Technology slave. Yeah, technology guy. <laughs> Cool, cool. So we kind of have, you know, a good balance of Chris kind of more on the known for the running side, but then Adam obviously kind of uh, carries carries the media side as well in the base. So it really does, uh, really does balance out, which is which is always good. Um, Chris, you, you, yeah, Chris kind of sells himself too uh, short though, because he does he does all the video editing too. Or, yeah, 
Yeah, Adam, Adam's got a lot of the ideas that you see, uh, but I, I'll do the editing pieces of it and and some of the filming stuff. But I think we have a really good balance. We split it well oh, between sure. uh, yeah. you know Adam owning the website, me kind of being responsible for editing all the videos and the podcast and that sort of stuff. So yeah, we got a good good balance going. Definitely, yeah. definitely, and it's definitely um, it's obviously shown then in in your own podcast, which we'll get into now. Uh, for the down the line of this episode, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of see, you know, you kind of just bounce off each other. It doesn't seem, it just seems like a normal conversation that there isn't a camera or a microphone in front of you. So it's, um, as I said, we'll get more into that uh, later on in the episode, but it's no, it definitely, it definitely translates then into the podcast, which is really, really good to see. Uh, kind of taking it back a bit, um, he's kind of touched on it there in terms of, you know, how you two met and the, the kind of, the Beer Moyle podcast kind of came to life. So do you want to, you know, take us back to, to when you spoke met? Yeah, I can give that one a go. So <laughs> and so Adam and I both went to the same university uh, in in the state of Iowa in, in the U.S. I'm assuming most of these listeners are from Ireland. So we went to the same university, but not at the same time. So I graduated from university right before Adam started there, but I knew Adam's now fiance. I knew her um, during my time there. And so we kind of connect and had mutual friends as well. So we kind of knew of each other and eventually were formally introduced. And then really, I guess the way that we met met um, was as Adam was graduating from university, I was working for a company and um, was able to refer him in and help him get a job at that company. And so then we started essentially working. Well, I guess we didn't really work together because um, it was such yeah. a big company, but uh, we worked for the same company. So got to know each other there. Both lived in Chicago, lived pretty close together and got to know each other a lot more over the years. So uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of really, really ended up meeting through uh, work technically, I guess. But then this past year, you know, working from home and still Adam and I work for the same company, but now a different one. Um, <laughs> the third we, we, company. <laughs> yeah, we, the third company that we've worked at, that's the same. So Adam has followed me to my last three jobs. Uh, we, working from home with, with the pandemic going on, we kind of decided that it was, what well, we both have always kind of wanted to have a podcast. We thought that'd be cool. And then the opportunity came up to buy beermile.com from the previous owner to buy the domain. And so we basically just jumped at the opportunity, took advantage of it and said, now's a good time to do it because we're at least working from home. Adam moved into the, he lives in the same condo building as me. So he just lives a few floors above me. So it seemed like the right time to be able to work on this together. And of course, instead of just saying, let's just work on the website or just work on the podcast, we're like, let's do it all. Let's yeah. do it all at the same time. We got time. We got yeah. time. So we, so yeah, we, we, Bought the website, started the podcast, started the YouTube channel, got got on the Instagram game. Basically, just started it all at the same time and went all in on it. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really fun. It's been a lot of. I mean, we expected it to be a lot of work, though. Yeah. That, I mean, that was known coming in, but it's been a lot of work. You know, balancing all the different pieces of it. But uh, super glad we did it, and it feels like it's been way longer than uh, I don't even know, like eight months or something. Yeah. It's only been eight months of doing it, but I, I feel like we've established ourselves pretty well at this point. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that, like, you've had some, you know, pretty high-profile names on the podcast so far, which is um, obviously really, really good to see. And, again, like, Branch now with the with the merch and um, a lot, lot more, like, the, the Instagram page as well. It's it, it's really, really been going well for you. So, yeah, you mentioned there that, you know, you always, you always want to start the podcast, but did you t- kind of have the idea that it would get to where it was now, or did you always think it would, or, you know, were you just kind of doing it for something to do? I was I was much more um, hesitant as far as like I think I think from day one when we recorded like the first two episodes I think like mm-hmm. one of which we had just never published because it was pretty trash <laughs> I think from day one Chris always was like yeah this is gonna be a full time thing eventually which it isn't yet but like I- I've I've definitely been convinced for me it probably took man I don't even I don't really remember when I first thought that it could be a full-time thing but it took probably until like the eighth episode to where like between that and some of the other traction that we got I was like okay maybe in like a year or something like that I could I could see it going somewhere but because we just had the time like it was literally um I mean between us like buying the site and having 
plans for that and just like having so much time over quarantine uh and we were able to just randomly get these guests like our first guest was nick simmons and we we're like okay well if, if we can just do that and like hang out with people um mm -hmm. and and make content from it that hopefully some people enjoy then why not yeah yeah and it's not the the podcast itself would would not be a full-time thing but it's like the the combination of all the different mm -hmm. avenues like the website and the podcast and the youtube it's really kind of building it, it takes a while it takes a while to build up an audience um as i'm sure you're aware as, as well you know having a podcast is that you see you see your numbers go up over time and it does take time but you know some you have one person tell their friend that tells their friend and right. slowly over time if you're you know putting out good good content people will eventually find it and so it's a very slow process but I think kind of all the different pieces together is what will make it hopefully become a full-time thing for us in the future. Um, but, but yeah, right now, I mean, just really enjoying the, the chance to meet all these guests that come on the podcast and it's really cool to get to know everyone and everyone that we've met um, or gotten to know better on the podcast has been like, it's like, man, I would hang out with this person. Like yeah. there's been like no yeah. one that we've talked to where I've said like, Oh, I really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Every single person's like, man, I would love to be friends with this, yeah. this guy or, or girl. We lived anywhere close to them. Like I would love to be friends with them and hang out with them. So if anything, it's just been a great opportunity for us to meet new people. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the podcast is, and as you mentioned, I know a bit as well. Uh, maybe haven't had you know as big as names as some of the athletes you guys have had on, but you know, even in terms of you know people that maybe I race against, people on my team, um, people in Ireland that I, I know, you still you do feel like you kind of build a bigger connection, and then when you see them. You know, when you see them then racing, you know, the week after, so you feel like you can kind of support them that much more, you know, and it feels, it feels again like you have that uh, stronger connection. For sure. Don't sell yourself short. You've had some great guests on, yeah. and also you're super young too. So I mean, we we didn't figure this out until way after you. So you oh, yeah. you got you got a lot of uh, a lot of advantage over over what we've done because you're so early as well. So that's it's awesome to see. Uh, you know, kids putting out podcasts and starting that because I mean, even if I don't know, even if it's not a lifelong thing, if it's just for a few years, I think yeah. you can you can learn so much from it, get to meet good people, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome to see. So props to you. I I would <laughs> I would have never been oh, courageous God, no. enough to do that when I was your age. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. No, I, I really do appreciate it. But um, yeah, kind of in terms of it, your podcast, you know, you were mentioned there that you kind of would like to see, maybe not even the podcast itself, but the other areas where you've branched out, you'd like to see it become a full-time thing. In terms of the podcast itself, was it kind of like an investment straight away where you're like, right, we'll get the microphones, we'll get the equipment that we need to kind of set us up now for the long term, or was it more of a slow process into it? As far as the podcast goes, I think I think the, the website, like the initial investment into the website aside, it was kind of a trickle of, okay, well, uh, Chris and I have GoPros just because, you know, we, we're active people and we like taking them on vacation yeah. and stuff. So that's what like, we first started using for video. Uh, I think we both had, we're actually using our, um, uh, like one of our snowballs, uh, which is like what, $39? Oh, yeah, the original microphone right. we had, yeah. Yeah, so like we both had one of those from... I, just because we like, had it, right? I think I just... Just like random yeah. shit. So we kind of like cobbled together some gear and like slowly figured out on the editing and like importing side. And then I think we switched from GoPros to like using my iPhone for <laughs> recording a lot of our um, podcasts like video. Yeah. And then recently we just got uh, like an actual DSLR camera. Yeah. So it's been a slow trickle where like we never, we didn't like upfront other than buying the website, that was the main expense. Mm -hmm. But upfront, I mean, really we just bought like a, a cheap green screen online, um, some really cheap lighting, just like 20, $30 on lighting. And then we already had the microphone. So we just started there. And then as we grew, we just started acquiring things one piece at a time. Like the first in-person podcast we did, we had to up our game and actually get microphones right. and like a recording device and that sort of thing. But it's it's been just uh like as it as it seems like it's the right time to invest in something else then we do it. Um, I think I think you can do I mean especially now you can do great things with just an an iPhone and like you your basic get, laptop yeah. microphone. Yeah. You know? Like even if you just get uh like a lamp that is, is you exactly. can point it somewhere like the the extra lighting is is 
pretty decent for spending what twelve dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And the thing about podcasts is it's just it's just a conversation. If you have a half decent microphone and maybe even a half de- decent camera, if you post them to YouTube, like you'll be you'll be set to go. So you know, then again, once you start you know fully committing to it and making it a full time thing, then the money you get out of it, you can start putting back into it and. Um, really committing to it so yeah it is it is a really easy thing to just start up like i remember i started mine up with a pair of earbuds and my iphone 6 sitting on my bed just absolutely waffling into the yeah. microphone and it, <laughs> well no it does it does uh, it does then you come kind of come a long way and then you can kind of look back from where you started and and be proud of it yeah i was i was listening to i think my my aunt was playing one of our first podcasts like she just had it on her phone at my parents house this weekend and I could I could tell like the the audio was from either like I think it was from our GoPro actually I was like so, wow that's yeah that sounds pretty bad compared to what we yeah. have now yep it keeps, keeps you humble yep no definitely definitely it's good to have them them things there to, to look back on again and see how far you've come Um, obviously you know when the opportunity uh, came about for you to to buy into the beer mile the beer mile you know company or you know brand whatever whatever you kind of want to call it you know was it, it was was the beer mile always something that you lads were interested in was it something that you kind of done through college or did you kind of start getting into it now that you feel like you had to you know live up to the brand name yeah i can give my backstory yeah. first so i i mean i think like most people did my first beer mile like as part of my running club when and it was when i was in in, in college and I think it's like pretty common thing, like at the end of the season for a team to get together and do a beer mile. So I, I did that a, kind of throughout college, like a couple times a year, and then eventually got to the point where I was good enough at it to go to some of the world championship races and compete. And so I've I've been competing internationally in the beer mile for uh, man like six years now, and so that's so I so I've known that it's a sport it's really still like an underground sport i would say where it's not there's no like central authority for it or league or anything like yeah. that and it's and it's also really just you know you and your friends going to the track and doing one together on on a weekend and it's kind of really like local and underground and but but what we have noticed like being a part of it is that a lot of people do the beer mile yeah. uh like pretty much every team you know, that I know of, or pretty much every runner that I know has done a beer mile at some point. And so we knew that it was like a very common thing to do, a very common sport, but there wasn't really a central, I mean, beermile.com is like the central uh, uh, place for beer mile results and everything. But uh, that we saw at it as an opportunity where like people who don't necessarily run or not serious about running, they will, they, maybe they, know about beer and know about beer culture and they can understand that drinking four beers and running a mile in you know five minutes or six minutes is like super crazy because just to them just chugging four beers in five minutes is crazy so they're like and you also run a mile like i couldn't run a mile in eight minutes when i was in you know physical education class in in my high school days or, or whatever so there's it's something that people can relate to which is maybe a little different like professional running when someone goes out and runs like a 5,000 meter on the track, I think the only people that can really appreciate that are runners. Like we can appreciate that because we understand how hard that is and what a time yeah. means, but not many people that are the general public really know like what that means. But I don't know, something about combining the beer with it, it just makes it a lot more, I guess, fun, approachable, uh, and just a good opportunity to reach kind of both audiences, the runners and then the just beer drinkers, general community and kind of bring the two together. So from from that standpoint, the web, the beermile.com website's existed for like 25 years, but yeah. it just hasn't the the previous owner of it just didn't have time to really update it that often because he has several other jobs and he's an entrepreneur, and so uh, it just it, it has a ton of results in there. A lot of people submit results, view records, all that, but it wasn't getting uh, really the the, the tender yeah. loving yeah the yeah. TLC the tender loving care yeah. that it deserves. So we we figured we would be good people to do it because we are so familiar with the beer mile and because there could be an opportunity for it to be a more central centralized thing or like a, a league or like, 
could you bet on beer miles? Like, do you want to watch other people do beer miles because it's a cool thing to see? Uh, like, there's just a lot of opportunity with it. So that was kind of our thinking uh, behind behind doing it. I don't, what's your story? Give your give your story of how you did your oh, first my, beer my mile. Take? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like I even in high school, like we would do uh, chocolate milk miles at the end yeah. of a season. Yeah. In college, it was usually like twice a year at the end of cross, and then at the end of track, you just do a beer mile for fun. So like I did that for a while, was never like fast, fast at it. And then I don't like post-graduation, I didn't really do a whole lot. I might do, might have done like one every other year mm-hmm. uh, until recently. And then Chris and I, we, we were like, after, after like getting to know each other, we were kind of similar in the sense that like we wanted to start some sort of thing that like wasn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but wasn't necessarily like a full-time thing yet. Cause obviously we have like other responsibilities, yeah. not quite families, but like at, le- <laughs> at least mortgages. Yeah. Um, so like we knew we wanted to start something. We, pro- we probably tried and failed that or like just like forgot about a few projects and then yeah. come like, because Chris knew a lot of people involved with the beer mile and he was like in that community from running, uh, I guess like what you would be like professionally for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, he was like in the know for that. And we kind of, it kind of just came to a point where we're like, hold on. Like we, I feel like we fit all the key skills here. Like it's really just a database of results, but we can, we have this huge community that we can engage. Mm-hmm. Chris already knows everybody from actually doing the beer mile. Um, and then we just kind of went from there. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point that this wasn't like our first, endeavor like we, we've we've known that we've wanted to like be entrepreneurial and like find something outside like a, a side project outside of work that could become something because like i think they like many people like the, the goal is like can i be my own boss and like do yeah. something that i really want to do, be an entrepreneur so we've we like have tried and had ideas and other things and so this wasn't like the first yeah this wasn't the first thing that we did it was really that we when it when it came up as an opportunity it was like oh like this this so might be the one idea that was is like worth this, continuing yeah this on is versus... this is what the like the one thing that actually is is like something that could blow up and we don't have to like force it because we just we want to do naturally it. fit yeah. all of kind of the quote-unquote requirements exactly definitely no that there really really are interesting stories in, in terms of how you know you had again kind of going back to the balance of the beer mile but then just the knowledge of of running as well and again that does really translate when when you do go off and listen to your podcast because i know you have mentioned a good few times that you're the running podcast that doesn't actually talk about running and you kind of go off go off and talk about you know you know the beer mile music social media everything which uh, like you mentioned chris is kind of you know it's really you know for anyone that's not as big into running it's still a podcast where people can go and kind of just have a laugh have a good time um and still get to know a bit about the sport and a bit about the athlete as well which is obviously really really good yeah no that's a great point and that's that is really our intention to try to get people who don't really care about running or haven't previously cared about following running to get them to know the athlete stories and then yeah, that we we do have listeners that I think only listen to the podcast for the beer reviews, to be honest, which is which is kind of something we just do for fun. Like, it's yeah. not like a focus point of the show. It's like five minutes at the end just for fun. But I, we definitely have people who like when we don't do beer reviews, like, ask hey, ask yeah, about like, it. Hey, what gives? Yeah, yeah, or like when we do a beer review and they're like, oh, I completely disagree with your review of that beer. So so I think we are getting some some good traction in that regard regard that it's not just runners and right. and hopefully that yeah they just having some good banner with the guests is entertaining for anyone whether they like running or not that's the that's the real goal definitely definitely and from a few of the episodes i listened to you know i've uh, i've noticed a few times you've done segments where you've asked a, a few spicy questions and i know we're only 20 minutes in but i kind of want to give you a bit of taste of your own medicine and i know on your own podcast your it. own podcast you uh you, you, you answered this question before, but for anyone that, you know, hasn't hasn't um, seen that episode or seen the podcast before, uh, on the topic of your podcast, who is your least favorite and favorite guest and why? Um, you can obviously give the same answer and the same reason for when you've answered this uh, question previously. That's no problem. Or if you want to kind of change it up, you, you're, you're more than welcome to. Oh, I, man. I forget what you answered last time. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. what I answered last time. 
I think I want to. I think I want to change mine to uh, Vanessa and Sinclair mm. as favorite or as least my, favorite? as my least favorite. Least favorite because uh, both being on the uh, Barman Track Club. Because I think if we redid it now, there would be so much shit talking, and like it'd be way I more. I think the con- the conversation would be much more live there. I think. Yeah. So we we that was the first time we had spoken with. Vanessa and Sinclair was in just recording the podcast, yeah. but then we we have since met Sinclair We've at pro- like gone to track meets yeah. where she's been at and gotten to know her. So I think we were all like super nervous and we didn't know like what the line was for like wh- like what we could say and not <laughs> yeah. say or like what yeah. level of what level of uh, yeah shit talk that we could do. So uh, so yeah, that's I think that's a fair one to say least favorite. Okay, yeah. so what's your what's your favorite then? Um, well, I feel like if we're on. This is probably just like a plug because of uh, uh, being from Ireland, and uh, I don't know. I, See, that was my answer I, last time. Was Kieran? Was Kieran? Yeah. yeah, dude, I just I love his music. Like, I hopefully he doesn't think that I. Every now and then, I like post on Insta, like on my story, whenever. Tag him. Sometimes we're like streaming it or whatever. But like, I genuinely listen to Kieran's music a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's he's just an entertaining like story all around yeah. because he has such a good personality outside of running as well. Like he has all these other pieces, like working at Nike and DJing, and he's yeah, he's just an all around like very fun In- person, like an inter- interesting, interesting guy. Person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you take my answer from last time. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay well gosh i mean least favorite is always so hard they're like i feel like after every single episode with someone it's like my favorite and my least favorite at the same time it's like least favorite and that i always am like oh we should have yeah. i should have said this differently yeah. or done this differently yeah. but also my most favorite because i'm like oh i got to know them better and i really like them yeah. so that's really hard um i'm trying to think of like who is the most surprising like someone who is like surprisingly like funny or like the conversation just flowed way better. Man, we got so many guests at this point. It's it's getting harder. To, it's getting harder yeah. to answer this. I mean, the easiest answer for least favorite is really like anyone who was one of our first. Yeah. I would say just yeah, it's pretty because it answer. because it's a pretty easy answer because it's we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We didn't know we <laughs> didn't really know what we were doing. The quality of the guest, but kind of the quality of the host, nearly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Gosh. I mean, I, one easy favorite is Eric and Craig. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah, Eric and any any of the in person, I'd say, is a favorite. Like the the one that just came out with Bryce Hopple, yeah. fa- like in person, amazing. Craig and Eric, amazing. Colleen Quigley being in person, amazing. So I think I, if I'm going on that theme, I'll, I'll I'll do it this way. I think the people that I would like to do one in person with, especially like say after a season is over that we've had on, would be like maybe Justin Knight. Or like Cooper and Eric, or sorry, Cooper and Cole, I think would both be great from from the yeah. Oregon team. Um, those are a couple. Of, I mean, really anybody, but anyone that we could have in person. But I'm just thinking of a couple that come to mind where I think it could could maybe get a little rowdy after after yeah. season's <laughs> over. And those are a couple that come to mind. Come, hey, J- come Justin, to mind yeah, Justin, I can just picture it's like we're all in somebody's apartment or Airbnb playing FIFA and just yeah. like getting yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I guess I didn't really technically answer least favorite, did I? But what do you think is... was your worst performance? Oh yeah, that's yeah. My that's... worst performance. Oh man, I don't know. Whichever one where you had to carry and talk, ask more questions <laughs> than me, I don't know. Okay, actually, actually, okay. So I'll say this for the least favorite. I'll say this for the least favorite. I think the episode that we did with Trials of Miles, so Cooper and Dave of Trials of Miles and Chris Chavez. Um, I don't even remember what episode, like 28, 29, something oh like God. that. I, I think it was my mate. Well, I, you know, least favorite in quote, that quote, quote. there was so many, there were so many people on like, because we had three guests at once, I think it was really hard to, it was just like uncoordinated yeah. and it was really hard to get everyone involved in the conversation. And especially over zoom, it was very difficult to I think that like, one. like we're Adam and I are sitting side by side. So it, it's easy. But it, when they're all on three different microphones, there was like this lag yeah. and it was like, it was like uh, asking a question and like who's going to jump in and the conversation didn't really like flow super well in, in my opinion. So I think that was probably, I'd say one of my least favorite just because it was, 
like tech the technical limitations of it made it not as good a quality as it should have been. Yeah, I think those that would have been one of those where if it was in person, it would have been ten times better. Exactly. I guess like when we did uh, Chris Chavez, um, when we did the pre meets coverage at the KC qualifier, that was just like all live but in person, so it was like supernatural and much more it yeah. flowed a lot better exactly yeah no i actually i gave the trials and miles episode there a listen last week i think it was and from you know being on the call maybe it was a little bit more awkward when people were interrupting each other but from an outsider listening it was like not that you didn't notice as much but it kind of it, it was kind of expected as well with the amount of people there but Again, kind of, you didn't really notice it. it. Was just like you'd ask the question, and it would be like a few, like half a second or so, and then someone would answer. So uh, maybe, yeah, I can understand. I even know for myself after kind of you do an episode with someone, you're like, maybe I should have said this question better, or this could have gone a little bit better. But no, definitely from it outside of listening, it was, it was, it was perfect. Well, good to hear. Good to hear. We also do some quite a bit of editing after the fact too. <laughs> I mean, some episodes more than others. Some you don't have to edit at all, but try to at least get rid of any awkward pauses or anything like that. But I mean, for the most part, our guests the conversations flow really well, and there's minimal minimal of that. But uh, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, I'll, I'll guess I'll give myself some credit for some wizard editing as well. <laughs> definitely, you know. definitely. <laughs> um, I think one more spicy question we might go with here because we're not too long into the episode, so we don't want to have any tension for the remaining the remaining time. Um, is one pet peeve you have for each other while recording an episode? Is there, is there anything that the other person or even while editing? You know, someone might always kind of, you know, Chris, you mentioned that you do a, a good portion of the editing, and yeah. Adam, you take over more of the media side of things. You're kind of. The, the the time period of recording and releasing an episode is there anything the other person does that kind of you know might get on your nerves a little bit that's a good one i like that i actually have pet peeves for myself so i guess <laughs> you can you can yeah, shoot yeah. them out if you want are you are you are you I'm, I'm thinking okay you so i'll first. i'll go first so i would say at least from my perspective maybe adam would disagree with this i think adam screws up more when we're recording the intros and the outros 100%. to the podcast so like 100%. so essentially we'll always like talk to the guests for an hour yeah. and then afterwards because we know what we talked about we'll do like the five minute intro five minute outro just to introduce them and i feel like adam is always like either purposely messing up i guess i do i mean i do too i'm not to say that i never yeah. do but either purposely messing up or i'm like adam all you have to say is like plug the guest that gave us a five-star review and he'll like forget what he was saying midway through <laughs> and then there's like 10 takes of like one line yeah dude, so I, I would say that you probably do that more than me i'm either because because i'm either like on or off like i i have like a certain amount of gas and then like once once i run out i'm just like we're just hitting rock bottom. Like when we um when yeah. we recorded <laughs> when we recorded with uh jen and ryan uh, Gregson, it, yeah. It was like we we did the interview. That went really well. It was probably. 11. But it took but it took all your brain power to do the interview. To do so the you interview. ran out of brain power. And it was it was like eleven p.m. our time, and we were just trying to get through the intro and outro. And I like we were like saying funny shit, but like I couldn't like put all the pieces together. And it was just like I, I re it was. I mean, I don't know how much time Chris spent on editing, but. That was probably oh, wow. that was probably the most <laughs> one of the most edited uh, clips that we yeah yeah for sure, for sure for sure. No, I respect that and the fact that you can you know you don't you don't take it to her and you can really you can kind of use it then to to work on it. So no, I do I do respect that. Yeah, man, crit criticism or or whenever people say something about you is either completely true and you just gotta like live with it yeah. and maybe find it funny or it's just like false. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a matter. Yeah. Um, biggest pet peeve about Chris while we're recording. I I feel like at the at the start, and this is probably just like getting to know each other's like flows more during interviewing a guest. I think at the start, Chris and I would like not know where the other one was going, and then sometimes I, like I would have like a like a preconceived thought of like where the conversation was going and line up. Mm. um points of discussion around that and then like chris would go off into a different point i'm like yeah. oh shit like what are we talking about now <laughs> yeah that and that's fair i think i i i was actually gonna say one of my 
I guess, pet peeves or like improvement areas for myself is like, if there's any sort of silence, I like feel like that's awkward. And so I'll always be the person to jump yeah. in. So that actually ties into that perfectly because if there's like any pause, instead of just like, cause pauses are natural when you're, when Definitely. you're speaking, if there's any sort of pause, I'll be like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta jump in and say something. Cause it's awkward, even though it's not. And then because of that, then I end up like, yeah, drive, basically driving the conversation somewhere. And then Adam yeah. is like, Adam's more of a like slower to respond sometimes, not always, but like slower to respond. And then I like just take control of it from him, well, it's, basically. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like as we've figured each other out in terms of how we interview people, like Chris is much better at like defining like conversation points and then like driving towards those. And I just have like, like the way I prep is just like go like stalk whatever person <laughs> yeah. on social yeah. media. Or like Google everything about them, but write no notes. And then just like, as we're talking, just like come a, up with shit. A couple of things will pop into your head. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Which like you, you can't necessarily make an entire episode about that, but like it's, yeah. it's, it plays well with the structure. It does. Content. It does. Definitely. Yeah. And then it sounds a little bit more natural as well. Cause then, you know, when, when you have an episode and you're going from one thing to another, to another, other than having it like structured, you know, really well where it can be too structured where it sounds kind of a bit robotic in a sense and more like an interview and not a conversation so um yeah that can obviously as well have its pros and cons but no i um they, they were two two good ones and definitely some areas maybe where he's gonna look into to improve them but there was definitely definitely nothing major there i don't know maybe sort of holding back a little bit um with, with, <laughs> i don't know i like these spicy questions they're good no i think i think if we were holding back and there was something bigger that we had pet peeves about with each other, then we probably would have just stopped the podcast at this point. I think it's like, I think it's like we enjoy doing it enough that like any sort of pet peeves, it's like, whatever. And we're doing this for fun. And like, I think that the perspective of, okay, we're doing this for fun first. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, like it, it is what it is. It's not going to be perfect. This isn't meant to be like a, an NPR thing. I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with NPR and our, but like, it's not meant to be like an ESPN production. Yeah, it's yeah. not meant to be like that. Good. It, you know, it, it is supposed to be a little informal. So, uh, so yeah, it's all, it, we're gonna have mistakes. And I think uh, we also just like we keep it pretty in the moment. Like we're not one to dwell yeah. on yeah. something that went poorly. Like for I, sure. Like back to me, like coming up with random shit to ask during the interviews. I, I say there are probably so many things, so many questions that I ask that don't make sense because I've <laughs> either like just like spent too much time inside my own brain or like yeah. had too many years. And I'm like, here's <laughs> a super creative question. And it like doesn't, land it doesn't, it doesn't hit. <laughs> right. Like there's, land. there's plenty of that, but then we just like kind of move on from it and chuckle. Yeah. we chuckle about it later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, that's the nice thing of having like a co-host. Cause there's been many, many times I've been recording with someone and you know, uh, I just think of something else and I kind of zone out and I come back in and I'm like, oh wait what are we talking about again and i just try and make a question up off the top of my head but then feel like having someone there beside you who maybe was a bit tuned in more than you were is is nice so they can kind of take it from there so um yeah no that's uh it's good to hear that you know you have uh, little things or maybe you feel like you can work on but other than that it's pretty much smooth sailing from there um I know you asked this question to, to, this isn't a spicy question, don't worry. It's just a, a normal <laughs> question. Um, to, you know, when you have some people who are, you know, on some teams like, you know, sponsorship teams or whatever, who they think on their team would be um, the best at the beer mile. But in, in the world of yeah. track and field, um, you know, on, on, on kind of the big stage at the moment, who do you think, in your personal opinions, would be the best at, uh, at a normal beer mile? Yeah, this mm. we we like to ask our guests because I mean that, that I guess that's the one tie back to the beer mile podcast of right. it all is yeah. uh, the name is right. asking them. Uh, I I think so. I I definitely think Eric Jenkins, um, based on his how fast he can chug and just he's super fast. You never know if someone's going to be able to do four beers. That's really the hard part. Is yeah. can they get to four beers and their stomach is okay? Um, like even if they have the chugging speed on the first one, you know, it's really hard to get to four. So, uh, but I think Eric, I don't know, based on his chugging speed and his running speed, 
I'm pretty pretty confident that he could throw down something. He's, I mean, he, when we asked, and him, he and he's, he's he also pretty, pretty confident. Yeah, he was pretty confident. I mean, I think that's definitely up there as a ringer. Go for ahead. A, so I'll go off of. Um, I think during so during the NYC qualifier. I had something about Eric Holt, just like his, oh, his post-race yeah. interview. I was like, okay, he's he's fast yes. enough, and he's got like the the energy for it. He seems like he could chug a beer. Like he he might be a dark horse. That's a good. He's a good one to bring into the yeah. mix too. And he's he's also I, like you need an iron stomach, yeah. and he's definitely like be, coming from like lifting a lot of weights and stuff. He's like a beefier dude, and so I think that could play well though. because yeah. like I, I feel like he could just yeah. No, that's like I didn't even think about that. That's a really he, good one. He just seems like he's like balls to the wall. Like I don't care. Like I'm gonna get yeah. it done. Yeah, he's so competitive. He's yeah. like I'm gonna win this race. I'm just just gonna do it. Yeah, yeah that's a I, that's a really good one. Um, I from what we've heard from some other guests that maybe some Bowerman guys could be good if they try like Lopez Lamont yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, Pat Casey also. Yeah, on, also on, someone on said Under Pat Armor. Casey. Yeah. Uh, but but I could see like someone like Lopez, yeah, absolutely crushing it as yeah. well. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's so hard to predict. It's so hard to predict who's gonna have that that iron stomach and who's not. But yeah, because that's really like, I feel like people think just because uh, Corey Belmore is the world record holder that it's like oh all it takes is a professional athlete. But like yeah, mm-hmm. like the chugging is is probably like seventy to eighty. Chugging and keeping it down is probably seventy to eighty percent of the work. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think either you – the stomach thing is, like, either you can do it or you can't. Yeah. Like, you can learn to chug quicker. Like, that that part can be learned. But, yeah. like, whether your stomach can hold four beers down – like, if, whether you can still run basically yeah. a PR mile with four beers in your stomach, it's, like, not everyone can do that. Yeah. And and I think it's <laughs> – and I don't think you can necessarily learn it. Like, some no. people's stomachs are just, like, no, this is – you're poisoning me, stop. <laughs> yes. And and other people's <laughs> stomachs are, like, oh, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that's, a, that's a good point that I was going to ask like what do you, you know you have like some people in the triathlon think you know you know running is the best is the most important like swimming and cycling it's kind of then the the same in in the beer mall what do you think is you know the most important aspect is it A either the actual chugging B keeping it down or C the running for sure keeping it down yeah keep it I, I, yeah because then that plays in the others I mean so when, when you're actually, I guess when you're actually doing the race, like you are running 90% of the time, like the chugging is a small part if you're doing it well, but the chugging can also become, you know, two minutes of the race, three minutes of the race yeah. if you're bad Definitely. at it. Yeah. So it's almost like, I mean, at least on the, on the actual, you know, people who do this internationally and race each other, it, it does come down to who's the fastest runner because everyone that's competing internationally can all chug the same pace and they can all keep it down. Yeah. So those are like givens. And so then it does come down to, okay, Corey Belmore can beat me in a mile. So he's going to beat me in the beer mile. Yeah. Um, but, but if we're talking like, so that's people who have, are experienced at it. But if we're just talking in general, like what are the, like if I were to go with a running club to the track, I wouldn't be basing it off of, you know, this, this, this guy yeah. can run five minutes for the mile and this other guy can run six minutes. So I'm going to pick the five minute guy. That wouldn't be the main consideration. It would yeah. be like, how, yeah, yeah, can this person drink 48 ounces of fluid really close back to back? And that's way more important just for like your general, yeah, your gen- general beer mile. It's like, can they like, drink that much and hold it down? Yeah, I'd say, cause like chugging is more of a mentality. Where it's like you just have to suck it down, which is why I'm bad. Because <laughs> like it's past past number one, like, dude. Why am I doing this? Uh, and I like can't keep focus. But I think the bigger part is after you're done chugging, like how efficient are you at actually running and keeping yeah. that down? That's the biggest thing. Is like, especially when when we did the yeah. tender mile, is like you you finish chugging and then like the real work begins. Of like, okay, I need to like run this lap and also not puke. Yeah, you, you have to focus on running a fast lap yeah. at the same time as your stomach is killing you and you're trying to focus on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a feeling you got to get used to. And, and that's why, like, what makes... And that's what even all these pro runners, I think a lot of them definitely could crush it. But it, but whether they could do it on the first try or not, also, like, a complete question. Yeah. Like, I feel like most of them know it would take a few times to really understand what it feels like because it is a unique feeling and... Just yeah, you basically you get in at the end of a lap and you're breathing super hard, 
and you have to like hold your breath for you know five six seven eight seconds maybe longer if it takes you longer to chug to like pour fluid down your throat so it's like you got to be okay in your head like all right it's okay like I know I'm like drowning and can't breathe for eight seconds, but it's going to be okay. That's like just, it's just something you got to get used to. It's like a weird. The, the crazy thing is it's like, you don't exact, I mean, besides at like the world championships, there's never like a ton of hype or like viewers. Cause it's, it's like we said, more of an underground thing. So you don't have that like crowd when you're doing like your local 5k and coming down the finish shoot to hype you up. Yeah, it, it literally feels like you're doing a time trial, but you're really biffing it. And it's like, it's super humid out. And you're like, why am I doing this? But you just have to like, yeah. do the thing. <laughs> that's a good, most of the time you're doing the beer mile with like one or two friends at the track and right. you're like, why are we doing this? Like, there's, nobody cares if we do this. Right, like, what right. are we doing? <laughs> right. No, definitely. And like, you, you know, people might think when, when you get to the point of where you're actually drinking the beer, you kind of get a bit of a break. So coming up to, actually the point during the race where you're actually down in the drinks is it is it like oh yeah we get a bit of a break now or is that kind of the dreaded part it oh. i feel like it depends how you race yeah uh i would suggest that well something something that i've changed is like the like the last hundred meters in a lap you mm -hmm. kind of like pump the brakes a little bit so you catch your breath get your breathing under because control. it's it's definitely Probably the first time you do a beer mile, you're like, oh, well, I don't have to run during the drinking, but it's like, yeah, but you kind you're of holding have to, your you're holding your breath, yeah. which yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that's – I think one reason that I am decent so, – so, like, in the beer mile, I can essentially run my mile PR, like, I just as fast as I can run without the beer, yeah. but I think part of it is that I do – for, like having done a few of that, well, a, a bunch of them at this point. And I think the mindset of like that you are switching between what you're thinking about, I think almost helps. Cause like in a mile race, you know, you're just running the whole time. And like sure. on lap two, if you're hurting, you're like, oh no, like this is bad. This is all I'm going to think this, about. For this is all I'm going to think. Yeah. But, but in the beer mile, each lap, it's like just, I got to get through this lap. And then you're on the beer and then I just got to get through this beer. And then, so it's really a compartmentalized. Yeah. It, for yeah you. It's like a four by 400 workout instead of a mile and so yeah each lap is just okay i just got to get to this beer with a little bit of breath and then chug it and then i'll worry about the next lap later and so I, I i don't know i almost think that that if you can get into a good mindset with that by practicing i mean some people are probably like oh man i've only done one beer in one lap i'm screwed but <laughs> but if you can get into the point where you're kind of just chunking it out and like taking it one lap at a time one beer at a time then that mindset I don't know. It seems it seems to work pretty well for me. It it, it wasn't easy. I mean, it it took a long time to get there, but uh, but that I I don't know. I, I don't like look forward to drinking yeah. the beer each lap. I'll put it that no. way. But I look forward to getting yeah. to stop running for a few seconds. True, true. <laughs> you mentioned there, you know, it, it kind of took you a while to get to get to kind of where obviously the the chugging, the fitness, and the mindset where you need to be for for the beer mile. Um, is there is there kind of train and that goes into specifically like you know um chris when you were saying you know you were competing at kind of a high level or an international level was it kind of like would you go out to the track and do a workout whereas like you know eight by 400 and every second lap you'd you'd have you'd down a beer before it or was it kind of just you do your running you do your normal training and then maybe one of the days at the weekend you try chug a beer as quickly as you could yeah, most right now, now that I've basically got the drinking part down and there's not really I can't go any faster drinking. It's just pouring it down my throat every lap. Now that I've done that, I don't ever go to the track and do any sort of combined workout. Um, the only so it's really just running training. And then the training that I do for the drinking piece is actually just keeping like just keeping a, an empty beer bottle by my kitchen sink and just filling it up with water. And then I'll chug that a bunch uh, either like. You know, just chug it throughout the day as I want water for practicing the, the chugging skill or like filling up like four of them and trying to chug them all in a minute or something to get used to the volume. So that's really all I do now. But I will say when I was like earlier in it, I would I would never do beer, like take beer during a workout. I would never do that because I, I think it's still more important to be able to like, I don't know, out well and be yeah. in good shape. But, yeah. but I would once in a while like do strides or something and place like a a bot like a empty beer bottle with water in it i'd like place it at the end of like a, a 200 meter stride or something so i'd 
like do a stride into it and then grab the bottle and practice chugging while I was out of breath. I definitely did that a lot early on until I got used to it. And that, that helped a lot. But honestly, I don't think I've ever d- combined beer and running outside of an actual beer mile race. I've never done that in training. It's always just been water pretty if, much. If you want to see some good footage of that though, you should go to Dale Clutterbuck's YouTube. Oh yeah. Cause he, yeah. he has some, some clips where <laughs> he and his buddies are like run, running up, uh, yeah. 200 meter, 300 meter hill, and like they do 10 hill sprints, and at the at the at top everyone, of they're every single one, they're chugging beer, and it's like holy shit, how are you guys doing this? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a guy from I don't know if you've heard of him, but it, there's a guy from England named uh, Dale. I think his YouTube might be Dale King Clutterbuck, but he he has some good videos out there for listeners. Uh, back when he was competing uh, in the beer mile as well, and him and I went head to head. Actually, the year that he made all those videos was him and I went head to head in London for. I think that was 2017 beer mile. So yeah, if you want to see someone really struggle through beer and running together and, and Dale's a, you know, previously pro runner. So he's super fast as well, but uh, that's, yeah, can see that in action, but just stick to chugging the waters. And I, I think you'll be fine. That's, that's my main advice when people ask me for, yeah. for beer mile tips. Definitely. definitely. And, uh, Adam, earlier in the episode, kind of, you mentioned your, your first taste of running and uh, kind of drinking a drink at the same time was was your early days with you know some some chocolate milk but then i'd say you know moving on then to to the to the alcoholic beverages if you will and um, down down in the beers each lap when did you actually get your uh no pun intended but your first taste of the beer moil <laughs> that was probably so i didn't do it right when i got to college it was probably my junior year so when i was 20 ish Okay. So, if the, I mean, if the government was asking, I was 21, but <laughs> definitely 20 at the time. Uh, I want to say it was after cross country my junior year. Yeah. At the end of the cross country yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I even did it. I think I did it with Bud Light Platt, which was yeah a huge mistake. Um, but that was what was available. Do you remember what your first time was? I think you've told me. 7.50. That's what I thought. It was like, Something it was respectable. Like it was a respectable yeah. first attempt. Dude, yeah. I, like, so I was probably like top seven ish top 10 ish for junior and senior year in club which was i mean we had, we had a pretty yeah. decent club um and it's like every i think besides like will and aj who were like two of two of the faster guys um i think it was like third or fourth in the beer mile because every one of our varsity guys was like puking on lap two <laughs> and I could at least make it to like lap three before yeah. I had like a, a waddle mm. lap. Yeah. Know? Yeah. We, we had, we had some good people on our, on our, uh, team, uh, when just for the beer mile, I'd yeah. say, I'd say we had some, uh, quite a few guys that were above average, but also like you yeah. said, like a bunch of guys that are wait really fast, yeah, but they I just mean, couldn't, couldn't do the beer mile. Yeah. I mean for club, I think it was either, it was either that junior, I think, it, I think it was my senior year that we, that we won nationals. Granted, we had like this really fast guy from uh, where was he? Was he from Germany? Thing? Yeah, I, I think, think he was from Germany. Germany. Yeah, foreign exchange dude. But, but <laughs> everyone was super fast. They just they just couldn't beer mile, and I'm like not a fast beer mile beer miler by by any means, but was good enough to to have bragging rights for that night. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and um, you know, you you have come quite a long way, obviously, in terms of the beer mile. You've kind of you have a, a, a big brand for now with a podcast, a YouTube channel, but in terms of, you know, the actual the actual times and, and your personal records yourself, you know, Chris, you, you recently just set the new Chundler, uh, Chundler Bilmar record um, with a time of 4.53, which we'll, uh, we'll talk in, uh, about now. But, you know, running on its own is, is hard enough. And, you know, people always say the only reason you go back to it is because of that feeling when you're done. But... With the beer mile, like some videos I watched you, uh, your videos, you know, with the the chunder the chunder mile, it doesn't look like it feels good when you're finished. So what is it that draws you back to it? What is that thing that's like, you know, what today we're gonna go out and do a beer mile because for videos doesn't I've seen, it... you're puking afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look pretty when you finish it, but I, but by the time you like walk back to your, like uh, the track is what a half mile from here yeah yeah by, like by 10, t- 10 minutes after 20 minutes after yeah. the race 10 minutes by, after by the time you you walk back to the apartment you're like that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's a little drunk yeah it's, it's one of, it is one of those things where yeah i kind of like 
it sounds really fun to do, then you do it. And then halfway through, you're like, why am I doing yeah. this? And then you finish and you're like, that sucked. And then 10 or 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, that was fun. We'll do yeah. it again. It's yeah. like, just like anything, it's like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, de- definitely the, so the, the two that, so of the different beer events I've done, like the beer mile is, is really honestly not that bad. Like for me, for me, it's not even painful at the end. It's, it just feels the same as if I raced a mile race because uh, for for better or worse, four beers in my stomach is like totally fine. And I never throw up after a beer mile. But after like the Chunder mile, which is the, uh, the, the Imperial pints, so a lot more beer, or like when I did the beer two mile, which was eight beers and eight laps. Yeah, in both of those cases, like felt your, your stomach just feels like it's huge, like a bowling ball yeah. in your stomach because you have so much fluid in there. And in those cases, yeah, it feels really bad for the minute or two afterwards until you can actually like go chunder. And then after that, then it, like like Adam said, like after the after the carbonation settles and you like either vomit some of it out or burp it out or it just like digests a little bit, then you are a good mix of like you both ran a race, so you have the like runner's high as well as you've got some beer in your system too, so you're <laughs> yeah. feeling good from that. So, so it, I guess from that regard, it is it is fun, but I don't, it's, it's not something. It, it is absolutely not something that we like do every week or anything like, sure. like like it's not it's fun for the few times a year that you do I feel, it. I but. feel like it's kind of like what I imagine a marathon to be where you can like analyze the mm. entire beer mile or chunder mile and and like what you did and there's so many like key points where you're like, well if I just like tweaked that one thing, like yeah. if I just like really focused on the third beer. Yeah. Uh, and and did X, Y, or Z, then then it's like, oh, well, that, then I would have done a minute better. So I, yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a marathon in that aspect where there's so much room for improvement that you can't help but like analyze your performance as you're kind of like stumbling home from it and being like, okay, well, next time it's it, it's going to be better. I'm going to be fast. Yeah, that's actually a good comparison. Marathon way longer, but yeah. sa- similar thing where it's miserable while you're doing it and then afterwards for a while. You but you, but, this, yeah, but you people still want to yeah. keep yeah. going back doing it to get better it's yeah that's a that's a, that's a weird comparison especially for not having run good. a marathon <laughs> <laughs> but that is exactly what it is <laughs> yeah when i've run a marathon you seem to you seem to really know a lot about it now when you're asking but um yeah no kind of now moving on to to the world record then you set there chris a few weeks back in the chundermala watched the the youtube video um you guys posted there <laughs> a few weeks ago when the record was set for um uh, the the listeners at home, if idiots uh, want to kind of just explain the rules of a chunder mile compared to compared to a normal beer mile. Sure. Yeah. So the beer mile and and it's hard because in Europe it's harder to find the yeah it's harder to find it's a three fifty five milliliter which isn't as common you you have three thirty more commonly but the standard kind of what became the standard beer mile rules so that. We could have the same rules for our international races, uh, so that, you know, you got to agree to something. And so we agreed to the beer mile being four, three hundred fifty-five, um, or cans, either one, it doesn't matter. Uh, so the difference then with the Chunder mile is that it's, um, and this is a lot more common in in the UK. And I don't, I'd be curious to hear after this if you have heard of like if the Chunder mile is more common or beer mile like what people that you've heard uh around you do but the chunder mile then is uh four imperial pints which for i guess if anyone's listening in the u.s 20 ounces versus 12 ounces for a bottle or can so it ends up being like an extra two and two-thirds beers but you get to drink it out of a pint glass so it come it in theory it's a lot quicker to chug uh it's a you know wider open, mouth. yeah wider mouth and open glass and then there's not the carbonation because it's, you know, sitting in this glass. So it's, yeah, same, same thing as the beer mile, just different volume of beer and different container that you're using. And, and you're allowed to puke during. That is the one other thing. Yeah. You're allowed to puke without doing a penalty lap. Uh, so it, it ended up being the record. It ended up being slower than my beer mile time. Uh, and I think, well, part, part of it is because actually, no, I think my chugging was probably about the same time as the beer mile. So I think the main thing is really that because you have so much more volume in you, it's harder to run fast on laps two, three, and four than it is on two, three, and four of the beer mile. Yeah. That's the main difference is that you, by the time you get to lap four of the chunder mile and you've got like all this fluid in you, I it, I was like the whole last lap, I wasn't even thinking about like trying to run faster. I was just thinking about 
like trying to call my mind and say, yeah. don't, don't throw up, don't throw up. So it's like a different, it's completely different mindset. Whereas in the beer mile, it's uh, like you the last race. lap I'm able to say like, oh, like let's try to run a 60 second last lap. You can like, race let's it let's even, go for like, it. Let's yeah. race it. Uh, Chandra mile, you can't really race evenly. You positive split basically every <laughs> lap because yeah. you're getting so full. Um, so that's, that's the main difference. Yeah, I'm curious, is that, is that correct that the Chandra mile you, you see as like more popular in, in the UK? Is that, is that what you see um, as well or no? What I've heard of it is it's pretty much just the normal beer mile I've heard of. Um, obviously, you mentioned okay. there the, um, the Chunder Mile, you don't have the penalty lap from what I've heard previously. Um, just with the normal beer mile around, from you know, people I've heard around me that have uh, done a beer mile, it's if you do puke, you do have to do uh, the penalty lap. So I'd say then just the normal beer mile would probably be a little bit more popular over here. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess maybe it's different everywhere. I, I know the the people that do the beer mile from that are from England, for sure in England, they grew up, well, not grew up, they didn't grow up <laughs> doing the beer mile. They're, they're, and when they were in university and after, the they more commonly did the Chunder mile okay. than the beer mile. Um, so may, maybe it is more England, I guess, than UK in general. But uh, yeah, I've, I've, always, I've always wondered that. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're they're each they're each fun in their own way, but I think I'd I'd the much stick, I'd much prefer the beer mile over the Chunder mile. Chunder mile is not fun. <laughs> okay, Chunder mile is not. <laughs> I kind of don't like that you can puke during it because that just like it puts that there mentally where you're like, oh, I yeah. I can if I need to, but it really just slows you down if you do it. If you have to stop and do yeah. it, yeah. That's why I'm glad I just didn't because then if I did and got the record, then there would be question on like, should there be a penalty lap? Should, right. You know. So I'm glad I didn't until afterwards, of course. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. it was coming out. <laughs> um. So then, yeah, it, it kind of the race itself. Obviously, um, Adam, you run it as well, and uh, could also you you did like doing any sort of a beer mile or or chunder mile, um, or or running after even just drinking one beer is is definitely hard enough. And I I don't know when I'm older if it's something I'd even want to want to try. Um. <laughs> so for for the boat use, whoever wants to kind of start it off, you know how. How was the experience? Was it the first time you've done a Chunder Mile? Um, and yeah, kind of how was the experience for you? Oh God, that, yeah, for me, it was the first Chunder Mile I ever did. And we, we were, we did like a, a pre-video the two nights before, cause uh, it's pretty common to like get all your beer and then pour it into a separate container so you can let the carbonation yeah. out. Um, and so we were like measuring everything out and for whatever reason, we were like, oh, well, it's, like it's pints, whatever, that's no big deal. And in my head, I was like, well, that's 16 ounces, 64 ounces for four laps. Uh, and then when we got to the track two days later, we were like pouring it out into these cups. And uh, I think we, we were talking to somebody on the track and, and Chris was explaining that they are imperial pints, which is different from regular pints. And I was like, holy shit. And then Chris was like, it's, it's actually like seven-ish beers I'm like wow like that's <laughs> this isn't like the beer mile at all this is like doing a double beer mile but it's it's only a mile yeah um but like so like we we started and then it's like the the first beer I just got a bad start on but it ta like it tasted a lot better than I thought it would without the carbonation I yeah. thought we, we used um Budweiser and I I thought it kind of tasted like apple juice without the carbonation <laughs> And then we get, we get to lap two and I was like feeling okay. I was like, this is definitely a lot more liquid than I thought it was going to be. Beer two was fine. And, uh, I like had a few, uh, like vomit burps for the second lap, got to the third beer. And that's when I was like, this is significant. Like, I feel like I've already drank, I mean, basically almost yeah. 48 ounces. So yeah. like, it's almost a beer mile and you still have to do it again. Uh, and that's where the wheels just fell off. <laughs> yeah, you you were struggling. You were I was, struggling. I was I was glad that uh, you can see in the video one of one of the guys that is from around the area. He and I are like similar beer drinking speeds. Beer, yeah, similar um, to the beer miles. Similar, so, yeah. So I was like, if he wasn't doing the race, I for sure would have just like dropped out and been you know been a Sally. But I was glad that he was in it because there was that promise of like, okay, well maybe yeah. I can beat. Uh, football Ben uh, as, yeah. as he's known yeah you have someone to race yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was it was like I knew that you and you and uh, Ben were having a bad one when I lapped you like I shouldn't I shouldn't be lapping you right. in general you know but like when I lapped you and 
I was off on my fourth lap running when you were still on like your third beer. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, they're they're not having it's a good having race a today. Yeah. They're not having a good one. Uh, and I think it played out exactly how I thought it would. Honestly, it was uh, I had done one before, and so in just I was like five oh one the first time I did it, and then this time I knew I was a little bit better running shape, so I figured I could get the record. Uh, I. I still thought, yeah, I, the only thing, I think everything went well. The chugs and everything went well. It was basically, it felt like I expected it to. The one thing that I was surprised that I couldn't do a little better was run a little faster. But again, I think it was the, because I was in much better shape this time. Like last time when I did 501, the first time I was not in good shape at all. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I could, I could run 20 seconds faster uh, for a mile. And I probably could run 20 seconds faster for an outright mile. Um, but just the, the, how full I was, was it, it's so hard to know how that's going to affect you. And so I felt like I was, I really didn't know what I was running for paces on the laps. I, I wasn't really paying attention, but like lap three and four were definitely like, I, I slowed down and couldn't really tell. I, well, I guess I kind of could tell cause I felt like I weighed an extra hundred pounds, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but that's the main thing was just the, yeah, the, I, I think if I keep, if I were to keep doing it, I think I could get better just in getting used to that feeling and being able to run faster with that feeling. But I don't really intend to do it. If someone breaks my record, sure, I'll do it again. But until someone breaks my record, I'm not going to do Take, it again. Taking off. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm done. Just the beer two mile. I'm not going to do it again until someone breaks the record. Uh, not a chance. <laughs> Definitely. No, it's, um, it's obviously a re- from what I know anyway of, of mixture of running and what I know from the bear mile. It's obviously a, a really, really fast time. And I, I couldn't in a million years imagine myself ever doing that um, over my running career like even attempting a bear mile because uh no nah, that just that just sounds painful and the fact that, <laughs> the fact that you were saying adam you know it, it wasn't really your day um you know with with running it, it, it sometimes you're on sometimes you're off and you know sometimes you feel bad at the start and then you get into it but with the bear mile it's inevitable that it's gonna start off the best and it's just gonna go downhill from there yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, normal normal running, it's like you can have a second win, third yeah. win, like feel good on three. But no, in the beer mile, if you start off bad, you're just gonna get worse. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. coming back from yeah. it. <laughs> and that's good. Don't don't think about doing the beer mile for a few years. You can worry about that, you know, later yeah, on. Definitely. You don't need to think about it now. But I'm sure I'm sure at some point it will come about uh, with some running team that you're on. And uh, you never know. You might find that you're a natural at it. You might be really good at it someday. Yeah, maybe I might have to force you to, to whip out one more Chunder Mile if I ever break your record. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love, I would love bring, yeah. to see you break my record. Bring that would Chris be Chris on great. retirement. <laughs> yeah, that would be no, that no, that would be funny. But no, honestly, uh, fair play to the Bowie's for uh, obviously Chris for setting a new world record and uh, Adam for just even doing it in the first place. As I mentioned, it's it's a really really hard <laughs> thing to do. So um, Adam, amen. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, fair play to the Bowie's and um, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I really do appreciate um the Bowie's for for coming on and taking the time out of your day to. To, to have a chat I feel like it was it was really good I felt like I was um, a bit like your podcast today where it wasn't hugely focused on you know running and times and splits and training but a bit more relaxed talking about the podcast and um, talk about the Miramar so I do appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast of course, yeah, thanks Our so much for having us. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully your listeners enjoyed the non-running talk uh, or less running talk. Hopefully, they enjoy definitely, it. Definitely, uh, I say they they definitely will. And links to to the to the beer mall website, uh, Instagram, and the podcast are all down in the description below. If you want to pick up some of the swag, it is. I looked at the the shop the other day. It's uh, it's really looking stacked over there, and as well the podcast. <laughs> it's um, I listen to it on all of my runs, so I really do recommend you go over and check it out um so again i really do appreciate you coming on taking the time out i appreciate everyone at home watching or listening and i'll see you all next time bye